Welcome to the MPC Podcast. I am Tim W. Gill, pastor of Medora Pentecostal Church, and I'm thrilled that you've joined us today. Here at MPC, we are committed to bringing hope and building lives. One way we do that is through this podcast. Thank you for listening, for sharing and reviewing what we do here. It is our desire to connect with you, and you can find us on Facebook, or you can find us at our website, medorachurch.com. It is our prayer that today's message inspires you, encourages you, and that the kingdom of God is advanced in your life. Let's get right to the word of the Lord today. Exodus chapter 6 and verse number 1. The Lord said unto Moses, Now shalt thou see what I will do to Pharaoh. For with a strong hand, somebody say a strong hand, shall he let them go. And with a strong hand shall he drive them out of the land. It was with a strong hand he whipped their back. It was with a strong hand he retained them. But God said there's coming a time that I'm going to use Pharaoh to drive you out. In verse 2, And God spake unto Moses and said unto him, I am the Lord, and I appeared unto Abraham, unto Isaac, and unto Jacob by the name of God Almighty. Or else should I, we would say. But by the name Jehovah was I not known to them. And I have also established my covenant with them to give them a land, the land of Canaan, the land of their pilgrimage, wherein they were strangers. And I have also heard the groanings of the children of Israel, whom the Egyptians keep in bondage. And I have remembered my covenant. Wherefore say unto the children of Israel, I am the Lord and I will bring you out from under the bondage of the Egyptians. And I will rid you out of their bondage. I will redeem you with a stretched out arm and with great judgments. And I will take you to me for a people and will be to you a God. And ye shall know that I am the Lord your God which bringeth you out from under the burdens of the Egyptians. And I will bring you into the land concerning the which I did swear to give to Abraham, to Isaac, and to Jacob. And I will give it you for inheritance where I am the Lord. I am the Lord. Thank you, God, for your word tonight. Thank you, God, for this congregation. Thank you, Lord, for this opportunity to stand before your people and to declare your word. Let me, Lord Jesus, do my best to serve my gift in this hour, but I'm going to need your anointing. I'm going to need your power and your help. God, as we walk through this, I pray you would speak to us succinctly and clearly for this hour. In Jesus' mighty name, let everybody say amen. Amen. My assignment tonight is to preach from deliverance to dominion. From deliverance to dominion. Say that with me. From deliverance to dominion. Hallelujah. Take a minute and turn around, shake two or three people, hand by you around you and say, this is where we're going. From deliverance to dominion. The story of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob The history of the Hebrew people 
all the message of the Old Testament is an example to show us in the natural how God wants to minister to us in the spiritual and how he wants to move in the New Testament church. No story quite portrays the principle of God's path to promise like the children of Israel being in Egypt, exiting Egypt, and headed to the promised land. In the context of types and shadows, Egypt is a clear type of the bondage of worldliness and sin. Sin is indeed a harsh taskmaster. I will tell you, sin may take you to pleasure first, but it will ultimately lead to slavery. It will take you to pleasure, but it will lead you to slavery. Sin is a great abuser. Anger and addiction are simply shackles that dominate the man. The sins of this day and age come to not only restrict us from heaven, but keep us from our promise. Egypt promised liberty. The world promises liberty. But really what happens is that it leads us to be servants to that corruption. God sends Moses to lead the Hebrews out of the clutches of the slave labor camps, if you please, and set them on the course of God's divine promise and prophecy. The Exodus was an incredible encounter. It was a dynamic deliverance. Amen. But it wasn't just for deliverance sake. God did not set them out of Egypt and then say, go on your merry way. He put them on a course with a dynamic deliverance. It was Moses that said, the Lord brought us forth out of Egypt in Deuteronomy. He said, with a mighty hand and with an outstretched arm and with great terribleness or great awesomeness and with signs and wonders. God brought Israel out with such great miracles and signs and wonders. Jeremiah put it like this, And hast brought forth thy people Israel out of the land of Egypt with signs and with wonders and with a strong hand. And with a stretched out arm and with great terror, God brought them out of Egypt. Even before they left Egypt, they watched as the water was turned to blood. They watched the infestation of flies. They watched uh, 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 the frustration of the frogs. They watched the lice and the, fr- and the darkness. And they watched all this. And, and, and they watched the hail. And they watched the, as the horror of the death angel swooped upon Egypt and killing the firstborn who did not reside behind a blood-stained doorpost. So slaves were eventually... Sent out by Pharaoh, emancipated. They departed through those same blood-stained doorposts as a mighty nation. They went out with great power and with great wealth. All of the Egyptians were standing there giving them an offering as they went out. Read it. That God blessed them as they went out. How do you think they built the tabernacle? How do you think that they did all that God had asked them to do when it came to the construction of the tabernacle? He went out with a mighty hand. God delivers with a mighty hand. How many have ever witnessed somebody that was under the clutches of alcohol get delivered by a mighty hand? Amen. Have you ever seen anybody that is under the power of some kind of narcotic get delivered by the mighty hand of God? How about those of us that may have been raised in a a nice good Christian home, but yet still God had to deliver us out of the clutches of sin? 
with a mighty hand. The next thing we find them is they're facing head in front of them a Red Sea. And Pharaoh decides to go out and get the three million, around three million people and try to bring them back. And Moses said in Exodus 14 and 13, Moses said in Exodus 14 and 13, he said, fear ye not, stand still and see the salvation. Let's say deliverance. See the deliverance of the Lord, which he will show you today for the Egyptians whom ye have seen today, ye shall see them again no more forever. And the Lord is saying, look, I brought you out of Egypt with a mighty hand. I'm going to deliver you from this dilemma at the Red Sea with a mighty hand. Aren't you glad that he is the deliverer today? It was right after that they found themselves in a place called Mara where it had bitter waters. This first campsite lived up to its name for Mara meant bitter Here they watched God turn their bitterness to sweetness. They watched God deliver them from bad water to sweet water. Amen. They they seen God moved coming out of Egypt and delivered them. They watched as God delivered them from the Red Sea. They witnessed the power of God at Moriah. Their deliverer was there. It is in this moment that he says, I am Jehovah Rapha. I am the Lord that heals you in the bitter waters of life. I want to tell you he is the deliverer that heals. He heals your mind. He heals your body. He will set you free and he'll deliver you from anxiety. He will deliver you from fear. He will deliver you from the bitterness of relationships gone wrong. He will deliver you from the pain of a death of a loved one. He will deliver you because he's the deliverer. After the waters of Myra were transformed and they went by the wells of Elam and had rest, The next thing we find is that Israel encountered a wilderness place called the wilderness of sin. S-I-N. The wilderness of sin means two different meanings. Clay and thorny. It's not an oasis like Elam that they were just at. It's a wilderness. Sin is short for Sinai. It is the place where you're just short of where you need to be to get the law. Sin is the thorn that keeps us short of God's purpose. And once again, in this wilderness of sin, this is where the children of Israel begin to murmur for the lack of food. They begin to complain for the lack of food. Here in the wilderness of sin, God rains down manna upon them and one more time delivers them out of their mess. They're complaining and God delivers them and sets them up for a good meal. One more time, Israel is in need of deliverance. In the wilderness of sin, they came to know him as Jehovah, as the bread of life. It appears that Israel is going from one need to another, from one drama to another, from one need of deliverance to another. Amen. Their next pit stop before Mount Sinai is a place called Rephidim. Rephidim was the last stop before they got the law. Rephidim was the last stop before God visited with Moses. The word Rephidim means bottom or support. In the wilderness of sin there was no food. At Rephidim there is no water. They didn't have food in the wilderness of sin and at Rephidim they didn't have any water. Again another situation. Again another 
another problem that they need deliverance from. Amen. At Rephidim, the people of God take their grumbling and complaining to a whole new level. Exodus 17 and verse 2. Wherefore the people did chide with Moses and said, Give us water that we may drink. And Moses said unto them, Why chide ye with me? Wherefore do you tempt the Lord? And the people thirsted there for water. And the people murmured against Moses and said, Wherefore is this that thou hast brought us up out of Egypt to kill us and our children and our cattle with thirst? My Lord, didn't God just bring you through the Red Sea? Didn't God just give you bitter waters and made them sweet? Didn't the Lord deliver you from the wilderness of sin and provide for you what you needed there? Amen. And now you're complaining that this is all going to, you're going to die. We'd be better off going back into Egypt. Verse 4, and Moses cried to the Lord saying, what shall I do unto these people? They be almost ready to stone me. And the Lord said unto Moses, Go on before the people and take with thee the elders of Israel and thy rod wherewith thou smotest the river and take it in thy hand and go. Behold, I stand before thee there upon the rock in Hebron and thou shalt smite the rock and there shall come water out of it that the people may drink. And Moses did so in the sight of the elders of Israel and they called the name of the place Massa and Meribah because of the chiding of the children of Israel because they tempted the Lord saying the Lord is not among us. One more time God provides deliverance for them. One more time he turns on the spigot of glory and finds water for three million people. God delivers them one more time. One more time God steps in with the miraculous. Amen. He led them out of Egypt with divine deliverance. He led them through the Red Sea with divine deliverance. He turned the bitter waters of Maros sweet. Amen. He gave them Elam as, Elam as a place of rest and refreshing. In the wilderness of sin they found him to be the manna from on high. In Revadim they found him to be the living water. What is their next step? Oh promised land. We're going to go to the promised land. Huh. But the next thing that happens to them is in Exodus 17 and 8. Then came Amalek and fought with Israel in Rephidim. And Moses said unto Joshua, Choose out men and go out, fight with Amalek. Tomorrow I will stand on the top of the hill with the rod of God in my hand. You know the story. Amen. God said, go stand as long as Moses' hands were raised up. There was victory in the valley. God, one more time, stepped in and gave them divine deliverance. A miracle. When his hands went down, they lost the battle. But when his hands went back up, they began to win the battle. God is a God of deliverance, isn't he? God is the God of deliverance. Then they came to Mount Sinai. That's a whole story and message in itself. The law was given. You know, Moses come down and what did he find? He found that the golden calf was there set up and it was a debacle of the worst estate as Aaron built a, a molten calf for the children of Israel to worship and they danced around and he broke the stones. You know that story. And, and so these slaves that had been delivered, these slaves that had been emancipated, these slaves that went through the Red Sea and all that God had done, what was meant to be an 11-day trip, 
what should have been an 11-day trip from Egypt to the promised land turned into 40 years of wandering in the wilderness. 11 days turned into a generation. 40 years. God let them wander in, a, in the wilderness. Surely there's shorter ways. Surely there's quicker ways. Surely God knows what he's doing. Amen. I want to tell you the reason God couldn't let them go any further, the reason God could not let the Exodus generation enter into the promised land is because they understood deliverance, but they did not have dominion. They had deliverance, but they didn't have dominion. How is it that people could come and pray through to the Holy Ghost and return back to sin? It's because they got deliverance, but they didn't get dominion. How is it that people can get delivered from habits? how they can get delivered from pornography, how they can get delivered from all the things that the enemy throws at them. Amen. And they shout, I'm free, but they go back to it. It's because they've got deliverance, but they don't have dominion. So God spent them 40 years in the wilderness. The word wilderness, desert place, west wasteland, a wilderness, that God went to do something for them. Look, look at what, the Lord, what, what it said in Exodus chapter 14 and verse 11. And they said unto Moses, Because there's no graves in Egypt, hast thou taken us to die in the wilderness? Wherefore hast thou dealt with us to carry us forth out of Egypt? I want to go back to the world. I like what the world had. I like what the world's appetites. I like what the world gave for me. I come out of that mess, but I want to go back. Amen. Yeah, they forgot about the whips on their back. They forgot about the bondage, but what they wanted was the leeks and the onions and the garlics. Amen. They didn't like the manna from heaven. They even didn't like the quail that God sent for them. They grumbled and complained. Why? Because they knew deliverance, but they didn't know dominion. Remember, God led them to the wilderness. God led them to the desert. Why the wilderness? In Deuteronomy chapter 8 and verse 2, it says, Thou shalt remember all the way which the Lord thy God led thee these 40 years. Remember how the Lord led you in the wilderness for 40 years. Deuteronomy is his rehearsal. It's kind of like his memoirs. Moses is telling the story and rehearsing the story of what has happened. All to Deuteronomy is a book of his memoirs. And he said, do you remember how the Lord brought us these 40 years in the wilderness? Why? To humble us. Everybody say to humble thee. To prove thee. To know what is in thy heart, whether that is would keep the commandments or no. God said, I'm going to take you to a place and determine whether you are just excited about deliverance or whether you have dominion. Whether you just want to be free or whether you want to be in authority. Whether you want to be free of, of, of heartache and pain or do you just want me to be a miracle God for you all the time. He humbled them. You would think that slaves would be humble, but they weren't because they were delivered, but they didn't have dominion. He humbled them. Amen. He proved them. 
He tests them to see what metal they were of. He proved them. He attempted to learn their true nature by what they suffered and what they went through. Miracle after miracle, but still yet their nature was not changed. Israel escaped Egypt by supernatural power and deliverance. They were miraculously emancipated from the oppression and bondage of the Egyptians. Divine liberation started a nation. Amen. They observed the manifestation of God's power in so many places, but yet they came to a roadblock that for 40 years God had them wandering in the wilderness because they were delivered but they didn't have dominion I want to get ahead of myself and I better better just slow down and look at my notes but I will tell you this I want to just say this to you tonight deliverance sometimes is emotional you feel God you feel the power of God. You go to a place and you're, getting, you're del- oh, I praise God, I'm delivered, I'm set free. I'm, and then next week you're faced with that issue one more time. And when you don't feel an ounce of nothing, you have to deal with it. That emotional high is not there to carry you. That emotional high is not there to see you through. You've come to church and you got delivered. But when you face your issue out here tomorrow, it's like the Canaanites and the Hivites and the Persazites and all the, the different uh, enemies in the land of Canaan that God wanted them to drive out. He is saying, I can't let you do it because you're not ready. You've got deliverance. You've been uh, delivered, but you have yet to step into dominion because God wants not only to deliver you, he wants to give you a power so when you leave this place and the emotion is gone and the temptation arises and the enemy comes in like a flood, you can realize I am not only delivered, I have dominion. I have authority. I have power. Power to overcome. Praise God. Israel had promises and they had prophecies, but they never stepped into it until a generation that could not handle dominion had to get out of the way. Wow. Lord, let it not be said of me that you're waiting on me to get out of the way to give another generation dominion. Let me walk in dominion, God. Let me have dominion. I want to say this very clearly to you tonight. A lot of the things that the people of God are praying for and they're claiming and they want to, amen, they can't get because they've been delivered but they don't have dominion and God said if you don't have dominion I can't trust you with Jericho I can't trust you in AI I can't trust you with all the Canaanites and all the issues that you're going to face because the man is going to stop and you're going to have to live off the land I'm not going to have a, a miraculous water there for you amen because you're going to have to walk in dominion and God will be there with you Moses tells a generation what they're truly missing. He says in Deuteronomy, again in his memoirs and rehearsing his ministry to Israel, he said in Deuteronomy 1 and 26, Notwithstanding, you would not go up, but rebelled against the commandment of your God, the Lord your God. You murmured in your tents and said, Because the Lord hated us. He has brought us forth out of the land of Egypt to deliver us into the land of the Amorites and to destroy us. Whither shall we go up? Our brethren have discouraged our hearts, saying, The people is greater and taller than we. 
The cities are great and walled up to heaven. And moreover, we have seen the sons of the Anakims there, the giants. Then I said unto you, Moses said, Dread not, neither be afraid. Mm. I'm going to tell you, somebody that walks in dominion is not afraid of the devil. Not afraid of disease. Not afraid of a problem. Not afraid of emotions, whether they have it or not. Amen. Because sometimes you've got to believe, God, you brought me out, and you're going to bring me in. You have delivered me from this, and I'm not going back to it. You have set me free from this, and I'm not going back to it. Amen. You will continue, and I will continue to go back to habits that keep us from the promise if we don't have dominion but oh God help me learn what dominion is help me learn what it is to walk in dominion help me learn that it's some of you want to be used by God in a mighty way but God has to continue to deliver you from your issues and your problems and he's saying, if I have to keep continue to deliver you, I can't trust you with dominion. But if you'll get past this deliverance mess to where you will get to the place where you will be a, a, an authority and walk in my power and walk in my understanding. And when you know who you are and when you know whose God you serve, there is no devil of hell that is too great that you cannot overcome. There is no problem that God will not see you through or a mountain that cannot be destroyed in front of you. I'm telling you, God wants to give you the promise, but you got to move from deliverance to dominion. Praise God. What's the last verse I read? Please throw that up, whatever that last verse was. Thank you. He said, dread not, neither be afraid of them. Dread not, neither be afraid of them. Verse 30. For the Lord your God, which goeth before you, listen to this line, shall fight for you. Somebody say dominion. dominion. <laughs> the Lord shall fight for you according to all that he did in Egypt before your eyes. And in the wilderness where thou hast seen how the Lord thy God bare thee. You've seen the deliverance. You've seen the miracle. As a man doth bear his son and all the way they went until ye come unto this place. Yet in this thing, ye did not believe the Lord your God. You didn't have dominion, Israel. Who went in the way before you to search out a place to pitch your tents in. By fire by night. And to show you by way you should go in a cloud by day. Oh, you got the fire by night and a cloud by day. But yet we can't go in. Then he says, picks up the reading and narrative in verse 38. But Joshua, the son of Nun, which standeth before thee, he shall go in thither and encourage him, for he shall cause Israel to inherit it. Moreover, your little ones, your children, which he said would be prey, and your children, which in the day had no knowledge between good and evil, they shall go in thither, and unto them will I give it, and they shall possess it. For as for you, turn you, and take your journey into the wilderness by way of the Red Sea. He said, I'll give it to somebody that knows how to walk in dominion. I'll give, I'm telling you.
Youth Church, there's a place that God wants to move us from just simply saying, I pray for healing, to begin to say, I walk in healing because my God is the healer. I'm not just requesting prayer for healing, but I can say, be healed in the name of Jesus. According to his word, be healed in... Hallelujah, I can get to the place where I can say, devils, you're not welcome in my home. I'm tired of this roller coaster emotion, amen, that's happening in my life. You're not welcome in this place because I'm not just walking in deliverance. I'm walking in dominion. He said in verse 41, to pick up the reading there. And he answered and said unto me, when he told them what they did, they said, we have sinned against the Lord. We will now go up and fight according to all the Lord our God had commanded. Oh, we, we, we messed up. You hear that? We messed up. We should have gone fight. We're going to do according to all the... And when you had girded on every man his weapon of war, you were ready to go up into the hill. And the Lord said unto me, Go not up, neither fight, for I am not among you. Wow. They're not in Egypt. But God said, I'm not with this bunch. Tell them not to go. Lest you be smitten before your enemies. So I spake unto you, that you would not hear, but rebelled against the commandment of the Lord and went presumptively up into the hill. And the Amorites, which dwelt in that mountain, came out against you and chased you as bees do and destroyed you in Seir, even unto Hormah. And you returned and wept before the Lord, but the Lord would not hearken to your voice nor give ear unto you. So you abode in Kadesh many days according to the days that you abode there. You see what that they did? They tried to go up and possess something that they didn't have dominion over. They were delivered, but they didn't have dominion. And the Lord said, don't go. Don't go. I would to God that I wouldn't have to turn and be like the dog that messed up and put my tail between my legs, all whimpering. I've been there. That I thought that I could walk in, in authority, but I, I didn't have dominion in that, Brother Dylan. I didn't have dominion yet in that particular area of my life. And the Lord had to say, wait a second, I'm going to take you back to school because you know what deliverance is, but you don't know what dominion is. Can I just stop here and talk to you a little bit here? Amen. There are some things in our life that are simple that we are overlooking all the way back to Genesis, and we'll teach on this later. All the way back to Genesis, the Lord said, I give you dominion over the things of this earth, the fish of the sea and the fowl of the air and all the creeping things on the earth. I give you dominion. Amen. Do you know what he's given us dominion over is our time. He's given us dominion over our time. But if all we know is deliverance, time begins to be our master. We can't control our time. We can't control what we're doing, when we're doing it, how we're doing it, how long we're doing it. And we expect to go into the promised land. And God is saying, if you can't have dominion over time, how do you expect to have dominion over devils? Oh, my hallelujah. Okay. Israel had a promise. 
Israel had a prophecy. They had been delivered, but they hadn't learned to deliver a dominion yet. But I want to tell you that there's a generation that God wants to move on. Let it be this generation, God, that will be like the babies of the wilderness that will say, we'll go and win. We'll go walk in authority. We'll walk in power in the spirit world in this hour. Joshua said in one in Joshua 1 and 1, it reads like this. Now after the death of Moses, the servant of the Lord, it came to pass. The Lord spake unto Joshua, the son of Nun, Moses' minister, saying, Moses, my servant, is dead. Now therefore arise and go over this Jordan, thou and all the people, unto the land that I do give to them, even to the children of Israel. Every place that the sole of your foot shall tread upon, that I have given unto you, even as I said unto Moses, from the wilderness, from the wilderness, and this Lebanon, even to the great river, the river Euphrates, all the land of the Hittites, under the great sea toward the going down of the sun, shall be your coast. There shall not any man be able to stand before thee all the days. Devil, I'm tired of you just simply thinking, you've got authority in my mind, and you've got authority in my mouth, and you've got authority in my time, and you've got authority in my finances. Devil, I want you to know, you don't have authority in my mind. I have authority in my mind. Devil, you don't have authority in my mouth. I've got authority in my mouth. Hallelujah. Everywhere you walk, I'm going to give you victory because I've given you dominion. I've given you dominion. It's time, MPC, that we understand Deliverance is awesome. Feeling set free, God providing us miracles, signs, and wonders is awesome. But he wants us to walk in dominion. Jesus said it like this, Luke 10 and 19. Behold unto you, I give power to tread on serpents and scorpions and over all the power of the enemy. For all those crazy folks that think this is a scripture that means actual serpents and actual scorpions, God bless you, go on, on, do your own thing. But notice what he said. Over all the power of the enemy, serpents and scorpions speak of hierarchy, of different devils. I give you power to tread on big devils and little devils. I give you authority to tread on big devils and little devils. If you only knew that God brought you out of Egypt, not to wander around Mount Sinai one more time, not to just go through a roller coaster that I got to pray through every church service. I got to have a revival or a camp meeting to get right. But no, I walk in authority and power over big devils and little devils. I walk over, amen, what the enemy is trying to do in my mind and in my life. I have dominion. I want to tell some of you the reason the reason your anxiety is not coming back and the reason your fear is not coming back is not because you got delivered but because you walk in dominion. Let me just say the reason that some of you are now free from all kinds of addictions and all kinds of things that come against you is not because you've been delivered. Amen. But because you walk in dominion. Because you walk in authority. He said, I give you the power to trample, to crush. I give you a dominion 
over the spirits. Oh, thank you, Lord. Oh, thank you. Can you just lift your hands right now and praise the Lord? Hallelujah. 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 Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. The reason that many have left in an apostolic church with all the teaching that they could ever, ever have in their life. And they knew about the hand of God. Witnessed the miracles and signs and wonders of God. And went to a university. And the secular temple that became the, to them truth. And lost out with God. It's not because they've never been delivered. But because they never got dominion. I want to tell you young people. You want victory in your life. You're going to learn how to walk in dominion. So that any temptation that comes your way. Anything that comes against you. You can say I've already been delivered of that. Now that is under my feet. I don't have that problem anymore. I am victorious. Because I walk in dominion. I walk in dominion. I walk in dominion. The Lord will give you deliverance over devils that come against you. But they will come back. They will come back. I had a family that we pastored some years ago now. I'm not going to tell you where. But I had a family that was having problems with devils in their homes. Evil spirits showing up. And their daughter was worshiping witchcraft in their home. Had set up incense to burn to a false god. And I looked at them and I said, get that mess out of your house. Well, it's our daughter. Do you have dominion or does she have dominion? Hmm. Get that mess out of your house. I want to tell you, grandparents, parents, God's given you dominion. And you're going to find out why by the time we get done with what dominion is in Scripture. God's given you dominion in your house. And the devils know it. It's time you tell them. God's given you authority in your house against the darkness and depression, against the impact of Satan. God's given you dominion. Praise God. I want to tell you, that family never got that mess out of their house. And they still were under the bondage. Oh, come to church and shout and run the aisles, hoop and holler, and go back home and be under bondage. If you're under bondage to Netflix, get rid of Netflix. If you're under bondage to Hulu, get rid of Hulu. If you're bond under bondage to watching stuff on a screen of any kind, get rid of the screen. It'd be better for you to go to heaven with a flip phone than go to hell with an iPhone. It is important that you understand dominion comes by taking the right steps and saying, I, I, I don't... 
I wish I could just, just back away a little bit, but let the Holy Ghost move through me. Amen. I believe that there's a lot of people that want the blessing of church, but they don't want the dominion of God in their life. They want the deliverance and the move in the field. Amen. Camp will only take you so far. Conference will only take you so far. Revival will only take you so far. But if you really want to walk where God wants you to go, you've got to move from deliverance to dominion. You've got to move from emotion to authority. You've got to move from I want to feel it, feed me, bless me, take care of me, get my belly right, to I am going to take the land that God has for me. Praise God. Hallelujah. Thank you, sound team. I know I'm giving you fits tonight. And thank you for keeping me as loud as you possibly can. Give them a hand. From deliverance to dominion. I will tell you this. In the last week that I've been studying about dominion is that dominion doesn't come just because I know about it. Dominion comes because God reveals it to me. When I see authority, when I see his authority and how his authority works, then I can step into dominion. My brother was somewhere around seven years old. Of course, I wasn't, I wasn't even on this earth at that time, but my brother had some kind of fever that attacked his body. They took him to the hospital. And the doctor said, we're going to have to pack him in ice. So they put him in this kind of bed with plastic or whatever and packed him in ice. And the doctor came to my dad and said, if he survives the night, he'll live. Don't have time for camp. You don't have time for conference. Don't have time to call big name preacher. Don't have time to do anything but to realize I've got dominion. You know what my dad did? My dad stood in the doorway of that room all night long. And all night long says, I defy the death angel to come into this room. I defy it in the name of Jesus. He prayed all night long. Why? Because he understood dominion. Deliverance will pray you a little, bless me now, Jesus prayer and go home and just trust that everything's going to be all right. But dominion steps in and says, I don't care if I got to stay here all night. I'm going to stand. I'm going to pray. I'm going to believe God. Amen. You've got a promise. You've got a prophecy. Perhaps the reason that God has not yet let you step into it is because you're just living in deliverance, but God wants you to step into dominion. Come on, stand to your feet right now. Hallelujah. Oh, glory be to God. Praise be to God. Praise be to God. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Anybody ready for dominion? Anybody ready to walk in dominion? Anybody ready to pray like you've never prayed before? 
Hallelujah to pray in authority. I can tell you 100% I am not there. I am working to get there. And the Lord is teaching me. But Brother Keith, i got to move into a realm in this generation that we can talk victory and not just talk victory, but walk victory. I don't want to just simply discuss it and say, my, didn't we have a good time? I want to say that there were those that, that the devil was now evicted from their life permanently. Permanently. I don't say this lightly. I don't say this lightly. But as your pastor, I say this. Some of you that are here, some of you that may be watching, some of you that may get this later, the Holy Ghost is coming after you. I said the Holy Ghost is coming after you. Because I'm going to bring a hound dog from heaven. Come on your trail and bark behind you until you get right with God. Until you are walking from deliverance to dominion. Until you're walking the fact that that is never going to bother me again. I refuse to let it have dominion in my life. Hallelujah. Thank you for listening to the MPC podcast. We trust that today's message has inspired you, encouraged you, and strengthened you in the Lord. We would like to invite you to join us again by simply subscribing to our podcast, and we encourage you to write a review if it has been a blessing to you. Again, you can find us at medorachurch.com to learn more about our ministry.